to Down City Cash Chicago. I want you to put the word out there that the Bulls are back up. The Chicago Bulls are currently number one in the Eastern Conference ahead of tonight's game against the Philadelphia 76ers. It's been four years since the Bulls last tasted the playoffs. Is this the year to finally end the drought? It's Wednesday, November 3rd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is City Cash Chicago. Lawrence Holmes is a host on Sports Radio 670 to score and host of the House of Ale podcast, and he's here to help put the Bulls' impressive early start into perspective. Lawrence, welcome to City Cash Chicago. Jacoby, I appreciate you having me on. What, what are we talking about? We talking about the Bulls? We, we got to talk about the Bulls. The Bulls finished last season trading for all-star center Nikola Vucevic, and I remember my group chat that day kind of popping off a little bit. Like, okay, okay, making some real, some real moves to get some talent. The team ultimately finished 31-41 and 41 and missed the playoffs. How did you feel about the Bulls going into the offseason last year? I felt like they were in a much better place than what they were previously. Before, you had Zach kind of out there doing his own thing, and you're hoping that Patrick Williams and Kobe White they turn into something. Vooch has a resume. Like, this has yeah. been one of the better four-slash-fives in the league for the last few years offensively. So once they made that trade, I, I thought it, it signaled that a new day had dawned. And now Zach had a running buddy. Zach had someone that could take some of the offensive load off of his shoulders. It's been a joy to watch Zach Levine grow from just this like iconic athlete. I Me and my brother was talking last night. It's like it's not a stretch to say he's one of the greatest dunkers in NBA history. And, and to slowly grow his game into being a legitimate all-star. Potentially people saying, you know, he can maybe carry a team into the playoffs, but that wasn't going to happen without running mates, without them adding more pieces. And then they got busy bringing in Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Alex Caruso, Derrick Jones Jr. You know, when you started to see those pieces getting put together, how did, how did you feel about those offseason moves? I've been waiting for them to bring in Lonzo Ball because it didn't seem like he was a great fit down in New Orleans. He clearly wanted to be in a market that was different, but I also just like his game. He's a guy that became a really good three-point shooter, especially standstill three-point shooter. I like how he distributes the ball and that he is kind of a, a pass first point. I love what he is able to do in transition. I wish that he were a better player in half court sets, Mm-hmm. But but there'll be time to grow. Now, he's still a super young player. Yeah. I mean, for the last, you know, going back some years, free agency to summer was a little more heartbreaking, right? You lose folks like Rose, like Butler. But to see them taking bigger swings this offseason compared to years past, do you have a sense of why now? Why were the Bulls, you know, interested in making these moves like Vucevic, like DeRozan, like Ball? These guys, they, they were brought in here to win. Like – and and they're taking that seriously. And I think the, the Karnaschovas immediately came in and made some sustainable changes. And, and I think that got the ball rolling. You go out and hire a well-respected coach in Billy Donovan that's got some cachet. Like, he hasn't won anything at the NBA level. But, but he's got a history of player management and player relationships. And he's won a lot of games mm-hmm. in, in the NBA without having a title uh, underneath him. 
for my listeners, Karna Shovas is the executive vice president of basketball operations for the Bulls. And these, to me, are, are emblematic of guys that want, wanted to change the way that Bulls basketball was perceived. If you go back to the 2020 All-Star Week and the Bulls being embarrassed, you know, first take and all these shows were here in Chicago and Bulls fans let their feelings be known about the direction of this team since 2016. Like they, they let people know that this wasn't acceptable anymore. Another big pickup, right? And it's one that we've seen in action. Now, some people thought DeRozan was past the heel, thought $20 million was too much. Were you one of those people? No, I, I know DeRozan's game doesn't seem like it applies to today's NBA, which is yeah. more based on like the three and D concept and, and changing the geometry on the floor with three-point shooters. And I don't think the, the Bulls are necessarily a great three-point shooting team. But if you've got enough, that leaves some room for a guy like DeRozan to get some looks and get his shots. Exactly. And if he can still score twos efficiently, I'm with it. So to me, it wasn't too much because it's not like they've been spending, spending, spending over the last few years. There's, there's really just Zach Levine's money. But you needed someone that you knew could do some of your perimeter scoring, even if that perimeter is 16 feet away from the basket. Yeah, and I appreciate mid-range shooters who don't get forced to the three-point line prematurely, a la Russell Westbrook. But it's all about the efficiency of it, and that's what I think is good. He takes attention away, too, and that attention allows for other people to maneuver, and it allows Zach for, to maneuver. Because there were a couple of games where I'm like, man, I don't know if this is going to work. You got two guys who want the ball at the end of a game, and now with Zach's thumb injury... I think that he's in a space where he's like, man, I don't have to do it all by myself. I can facilitate. Yeah. And the Bulls are going to have some growing pains in this regard, too. When yeah. Zach is feeling more like himself and like the man, he he is going to want to have some of those moments. But maybe because he spent so much time in his NBA career losing, maybe it doesn't matter to him anymore. That joy might be enough for him to sacrifice parts of his game for the Bulls to be better. As you alluded to, right, things are going to be rocky. You know, things aren't always going to be six and one sweet. And some of that has already been seen, right? Patrick Williams, uh, starting forward, is injured, possibly out for the rest of the season. Backup guard Kobe White, uh, you know, still suffering from a shoulder injury, may not be back until December or January. You know, in addition to these injuries, what are some of those sort of rocky points you think that the Bulls are destined to hit this season? I worry about Io just because he's a rookie and his success. I've I've loved it. Like it's it's he wasn't supposed to be playing these types of minutes, and nah. he's playing them and he's he's succeeding. Every rookie hits a wall, every one of them. And you saw it with Patrick Williams, yeah. the wall hit him hard last year. I also think that there's going to be these nights where the Bulls don't take good threes. There's going to be nights when the heat check is on and they're going to take some bad threes and it's going to end up leading to transition buckets for other teams. But we've been so down so long as Bulls fans. Even their competency is enough for us to go, man, this is great. Like The idea of turning on a Bulls game, there's a joy instead of a chore 
in it. Mm-hmm. And I think over the last four seasons, it's been a chore to watch Bulls basketball. You just worry, if will they be able to sustain some of the stuff they do defensively, and will they not take terrible shots? And if they do that, they'll be fine. You know, speaking of the next couple of weeks, we got back-to-back games against the 76ers, and then we got a West Coast trip coming up where we got to see folks like the Warriors, the Lakers, the Nuggets. How do you think the Bulls match up against some of these playoff contending teams? I'm glad that they got off to a 6-1 and one start because of how hard November looks on, on the calendar. It looks like it's going to be a really rough road. They're going to be tested, and then we'll get a better sense of like the equilibrium of what the Bulls are. How do they handle some of these hostile environments? How do they handle teams that will give the same level of effort that they give but might be a little bit more talented? And we were looking at this at the beginning of last year, too, where there was an easy 10-game stretch for the Bulls at the beginning of the season. What did they do? They went 3-7. and seven. And it, to me, set up them not being in a position to fight for a playoff spot. Always playing from behind. Yeah, this, this Bulls team is able to play with a cushion. And that cushion allows them to work through some of the mistakes and growing pains that they might see out West. Are you feeling a buzz? I know we only, you know, seven games in, but are you feeling a different energy? Is there a different electricity or is is everybody on sort of waiting around, sitting on their hands right now? People want to root for something that's working and that's good. And the the Bulls have not been good for so long that it's such a pleasant surprise that people are definitely on board. And I think they'll stay on board. The Bulls play an exciting brand. Like, they're not out here grinding out 92 to 89 wins. Like, they're they're playing in the hundreds routinely. Yeah. They're getting up and down. They are dunking. People, I think we'll see Io and his development, and that's super exciting. Like, it's got, like, that was a moment. Like, him guarding Derrick Rose and Derrick Rose guarding him last week was a moment. Simeon v. Morgan Park. Yeah, that's Chicago basketball at, at its finest. Is it too unrealistic to think that the Bulls got a shot at, you know, Eastern Conference Finals, second round playoffs maybe? What are your realistic hopes for the Bulls this year? First of all, getting to the playoffs would be, and I think that their their trajectory points them in that direction. Let's be super realistic for a second. Mm-hmm. Six seed. That's what I think should be the goal. Like, that's the realistic goal. Now, I I feel like I have some outsized goals of them being a four seed and hosting a playoff series. But the most important, stay out of that, that play-in tournament and put yourself in a position to, to be a problem for people. For my listeners, if you're not aware of the NBA playoff scene, one through four will host the playoff games in the first round. Seven and eight have to play eight and nine to get into the playoffs. Five and six are safe. So if we can get up to six, it means we don't have to play in that play-in tournament, which can bite you. Ask Steph Curry last year. Uh Uh-huh. So if we can get straight into the first round, I'm hoping we can creep up to that fourth. I don't think we have a shot at winning the division. But just, if if you can just sustain good basketball the rest of the way. Like, even this cushion that they've built up is is phenomenal, and I hope that we continue to hear the roar be back at the UC because it's it's been there. 
we've been able to see that people want the Bulls succeed and they're ready for them to be back. And it's nice that so far the team is is right there with the fan base. Lawrence, I appreciate you making time for us here at CityCast Chicago. I'm going to have you back uh, to talk Bears, to talk Bulls as the seasons go on. Yeah, don't ask me to talk about the Bears. I don't, I don't have <laughs> I don't have the energy. Lawrence Holmes is a sports radio host at 670 Score, and he also hosts the fantastic podcast House of L, CityCast Chicago. Thanks, you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate the invite. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Loretto Hospital in the Austin neighborhood is back in the news as they're under FBI investigation after they were caught breaking COVID-19 vaccine protocols earlier this year and giving them out to well-connected Chicagoans. The Chicago Park District released the findings of an independent investigation that showed pervasive lack of proper response by leaders when they are informed by serious allegations of sexual misconduct among Park District lifeguards. We tell you more about both stories in today's newsletter. You can sign up at chicago.citycast.fm. And some good news to get you through. The Hot Chocolate 5 and 15K are back at Grand Park this Sunday. Sign up for the race at the link in our show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. You're going down, 76ers. We're coming to Philadelphia, and we're going to put you down. And you're going to come to the United Center, and we're going to put you down again. 2-0, Philadelphia. Take our best shot.